At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal, the hitman Shaw. Big Monday program, appropriate with college basketball. Get it into full gear. We're going to have Matt Berry from ESPN on to talk about college football, the rankings, who might get in the playoffs, and who's a Heisman winner this year. Yeah, I, I, there's lots of things I've been wrong on lately. One of them would be the Buffalo Bills in terms of where this team is. And I said... <laughs> You're previewing my burning questions I didn't already. Realize, <laughs> I didn't realize. I, I can't help it. I, you know, I, I get some things right every once in a while. But I got to give you credit. You said something a while back, and I think it might come to fruition. You said if the Bearcats are going to make the playoffs, it's going to be about Notre Dame making it. And Notre Dame's got a chance to slide in there now. Well, they got to go to the farm, which is always a tough place to play. Just ask Cristobal and the Oregon Ducks. Well, so is Rice Eccles for them. If Ohio State didn't have their offensive coordinator, would they get beat at Stanford? I mean, that's another excuse we've heard for Oregon. No, because as long as, long as they've got <laughs> C.J. Stroud or any one of these receivers, they're okay. Um, big news out of Detroit last night. Did you see this fight with LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart? Yeah, I, Isaiah Stewart, he's got to be officially labeled an NBA fake tough guy. Okay, because he's in front of LeBron. He's got a chance to give him the old two-hand shove right to the chest, a little quick, just a shih tzu right to the throat right there. Boom, it's over. No, he waits. Then he's going to go full DeAndre Swift and break tackles after everybody's aligned the defense. That was the longest run from scrimmage for a Detroit player since Barry Sanders left. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about Monday Night Football. Well, then we'll get into the weekend that was. I I really don't care about this game. Giants (laughs) Giants and Buccaneers. But I've heard everybody on this network, on the podcast, everybody loves the Giants in this spot. They say 11, 10 and a half is too many points. Just for that, I'm going to say take the Buccaneers. I don't even have an opinion on this game, but just because you said that, no. Look, I, this is a game I don't have that much interest in. The Giants are offensive to watch, uh, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Daniel Jones is horrible. You look at this Buccaneers team, no Antonio Brown. I think Gronk is going to play tonight now. So this is a revenge spot. Remember last year, Tampa and the Giants in a tight Monday night game came down to a two-point conversion. We see the Giants... Fail on that one. Buccaneers hold them off. Buccaneers need this game. We see Green Bay lose. We see Dallas lose. Um, Arizona. Arizona. This team continues to impress. I think probably after the Super Bowl party, once they run it through Glendale and all the way into Scottsdale, I'll probably acknowledge how good this team is. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get to shenanigans. We like to do this on Monday. You have some thoughts for... uh, For some of the people that you thought may have made some errors in judgment or performance (laughs) over the weekend, we're going to start with the head cowboy, Mike McCarthy. End of the first half, and I thought Troy Aikman did a great job of pointing this out in the broadcast on Sunday. He says, why didn't Mike McCarthy take a timeout? He had two timeouts. I told you before, I gave you inside information, Mike McCarthy has a clause in his contract for every timeout <laughs> saved, there's a bonus. 
Why would you not call timeout instead? Dak tries to press the ball into the end zone as CeeDee Lamb gets picked off. I thought that was a play. They don't probably take that shot if he calls the timeout there. Probably takes a little bit of a play that's a little bit more underneath. Gets him an opportunity to either get in better field goal range or to take a shot on the end zone on the next play. I thought when they, they wasted like 14, 15 seconds, right, getting up to yeah. – that they were going to run, a, they were going to run some sort of a slant and then use the timeout next. But instead, he runs that route down the sideline. It made no sense whatsoever. But the other thing I don't like the teams don't do is when you have the timeouts, you got to use them. But the other thing is in situations you're not going to use all four downs. Get up and spike the ball. That one down doesn't matter. You still have yeah. two additional downs to make a play. Um, when you took it, to, when you look at the the, uh, the landscape now of the NFC East, uh, Dallas loses this game. They fall to six and three. Significant win for the red, for the football team yeah. on the road at Carolina. Yes, and the Eagles take care of business against uh, against the Saints. The Eagles get the uh, Giants uh, next Monday night again. Is this division really decided, or do the Eagles or, or the football team going to make some noise here? I don't know about the football team, but I got to give them credit for the win that they had against Carolina. They get down early in that game and they come from behind. But I think Philadelphia is dangerous. And, you know, part of it was the factor of the injuries for the Saints, but you have to give the Eagles a ton of credit for what they've been able to do. They're scoring, and they're scoring in droves. I thought it was a bad decision by Sean Payton, the way they were trying to press down the field at the end of the first half. And then a point you made before we started the show today. Sean Payton, down 14 with seven or eight minutes to go, fourth and goal at or fourth and six at the eight-yard line, elects to kick a field goal. They had all the momentum there. They had gotten themselves back into the game with two consecutive touchdowns, had gotten the Eagles off the field, three and out, three and out. I thought it was a bad decision to kick the field goal. I thought that turned momentum back into the favor of Philadelphia. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think it's a missed opportunity for the New Orleans Saints, and you put real game pressure on an opponent if you can get a touchdown there instead of them knowing they're up by two scores. Next on your list, Titans punt returner Chester Rogers. Yeah, if you didn't see this yesterday, in the second quarter with the Titans, I think trailing 13 nothing at that point, uh, Rogers goes back and tries to block one of the gunners at about the four-yard line, and instead he runs right in the punt, and the Titans with the fumble recovery right there sets a first and goal. I mean, come on. You you got to know where you are on the field. You have to be aware. He's sitting there staring up at the punt, then looks away, and then goes to block the guy, and he lands right between his two feet and hits him, and boom. Uh, I mean, you've got to be more astute in terms of what you're doing. Lions coach Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell running a draw play on third and 14, but more importantly, why are you punting? The Browns hadn't moved the ball on you all day anyway in the second half. You know their quarterback's Baker Mayfield, right? I mean, what is he doing? you got to take some shots here. I love DeAndre Swift. I think he's a good piece for them to build on in the future. But Dan Campbell, these guys play hard for him. you got to give them that. But come on, make the right decision. You're trailing in this game by three points. Take a shot. Uh, Go for it. How do you not throw a pass, though, on third and fourth? I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. At least if it's incomplete, you save 30 seconds. That's the other thing. (laughs) He runs the clock knowing he's going to punt? It was a gift. It was an absolute gift. And you're up against the Browns team. Here's one of the teams, if you said... In the four-minute offense, a team that can run three times and move the chains, the Browns might be number one on that list. Oh no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I mean, he acts like he's got the O2 Ravens there, and he's getting the ball back for sure. Um, okay, let's get to the burning questions. Now, yes. All right, and uh, we'll start out with the NFL ones here, and if we have time, get into the college here. This is not an MVP question, but it's associated with the MVP. But which NFL player? has the greatest impact on their team winning games or, and or covering lines when they are in the lineup versus when they are not? It's only one answer. You're going to say Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah, that's it. I'm, I want to argue it's Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod. <laughs> yeah. This team is it's unbelievable. He's not even the... an NFL team when he's not a quarterback. <laughs> so true. That's so true. You're but right. Seriously. They, sh- they were ahead in the game in Cleveland in week two before he gets injured. Remember I ha- that? I had the Browns and Survivor. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't think the Browns were necessarily going to escape that game against Houston if he doesn't get hurt. And now they go into Tennessee as 10-point underdogs and go wire-to-wire on them. I I mean, he's not outstanding, but he's competent, and he doesn't beat you with turnovers. Do you think, and I got to tell you, uh, I got to give Femi on our network credit because him and I were having an argument about Kirk Cousins. I said Cousins is worse. I've always been an anti-Cousins guy, but I am wrong on Baker Mayfield. This guy is not the answer long-term. But if you have Tyrod Taylor in Cleveland, you know, a friend of mine says to me, he's a Browns fan, he goes, hey, how about getting Russell Wilson? He's going to be a free agent. He doesn't want to be in Seattle. The Browns all have all the pieces in place. You bring in a quarterback who can really do something. I don't know if you'd necessarily be able to acquire him. All I'm saying, though, is if you have a guy who can manage a game, whether it's Tyrod Taylor or someone similar, you got a chance to win in Cleveland. One, I think the Browns are much better off with Case Keenum. I, I think they have to make that decision to go to Case Keenum. Two, this morning on Follow the Money, Mitch Moss called for the breakup of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. He says one or both have to go now. 
this Seattle team is done is the way it's currently constructed. Do you agree? I, I would agree with him, but I think a lot of this blame has to fall on John Schneider. Why have they never drafted offensive linemen for him? I mean, it's the offensive line has been a big problem in Seattle. We've been this has been a repeat conversation for the last four years. Question number two. Tell me why again the Patriots can't win the AFC East. Well, because I've been wrong about 90% of the things so far this NFL season. I wanted to make sure I increased my percentage. Uh, the reality of it is this Buffalo Bills team looks lethargic and pathetic. I will say one thing I do stand by that I thought I was correct on. Why did you sign Josh Allen to that long-term deal until he got towards free agency? Why sign him up when you didn't have to yet? This guy is a pedestrian court. 41-15? Come on. I'll tell you the other thing that you're right on, though, and what you've said is don't count the Colts out of the AFC playoff picture yet. You said that because I was dismissive of them after two or three weeks. Then they blew the game on Baltimore on Monday night. I didn't really factor them into this when we're looking at odds to miss or make the playoffs in the AFC. I think they're very much alive. Very much alive. I'll tell you right now, if you're Tennessee, you're not sure if you're winning that division. If Britain, if you could throw up the uh, AFC South odds real quick, I want to see what these sit at right now because this Colts team, to go on the road, this was unbelievable. Is this accurate? Minus 2,000? This has got to be before yesterday. Uh... I would agree with you that it's before yesterday. Yeah, not, minus $2,000 plus $9, but that, that's what it was coming into Sunday, I'm assuming. But regardless, they're very much alive. And by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs now have to be considered the favorite in the AFC. The, the three best teams right now in the AFC, Chiefs, Patriots, and Colts, they're playing the best ball. I, I can't those, disagree with those you. Those are accurate right now. You want to take and get $9 on the Colts. What are they, 6-5, and five, right? Yeah, but here's the thing about Tennessee – although they lost the game yesterday. Tennessee's, Tennessee's going to be the biggest dog on Sunday of any game, right? Six and a half at New England. Wow. Okay, they're the biggest dog. That's, that's why Sunday's tough in Survivor. First, you've got to pick Thursday, and then you've got to pick a short yeah. schedule. They host the Jaguars. They go to the Steelers. They host the 49ers the Thursday before Christmas. They host the Dolphins, and they go to the Texans. It built in a little bit that there's a lot of winnable games in there, right? The only game they're going to be a dog in is, is this game coming up in New England. Well, you say Jacksonville is winnable, but I thought the Buffalo Bills thought the same thing. Yeah. Well, obviously they did. <laughs> and then you look at the Colts' uh, the Colts' remaining schedule as compared to the Titans. They've and... got a game in Jacksonville. I know that. Uh, All right, let's look at the Colts' remaining schedule. Because to me, when you look at this team, they, starting... host, they host the Bucks on Sunday. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. At Texans, host Patriots, at Cardinals, host Raiders, and at Jaguars. Schedule is far more challenging with the Patriots yeah. than at the Cardinals, and both teams are going to need those games. If that Cardinals game was in Week 18, it would be a little bit of a different scenario. But the one thing you can make the argument, they have three potential wins there. I'm not going to say the Texans is a win, though, but that's one you look at and say they can get. Can they get this game against Tampa? Interesting. All right, question three. Should the Chicago Bears, with both quarterbacks healthy, be starting Andy Dalton instead of Fields. Depends on who's making this decision. If it's Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, yes, they should start Andy Dalton because they're going to get fired fairly soon. If you're looking at it from a long-term health of the Bears, you should be starting Justin Fields. And final question. We're down under 140 now with the, with the Titans losing. Will any contestant go 20-0 and in Survivor this year? I think so because if they get through this weekend on Thursday and Sunday. By the way, I was so happy Tennessee lost because I would have taken Tennessee this weekend, so it would have uh -huh. definitely been out. Um, but... I think it's a situation where if they can navigate these next two matchups, they got a great chance. Okay, when we come back, burning questions for college football, and we'll start Wilder Wright. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, like Spearmint, Winter Green, or Amal's personal favorite, Citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. He's Amal Shaw. I'm Mike Palm. Let's switch our focus for the next few segments, maybe all three of them, to college football, Amal. And I want to start out with the, the burning questions. I, I got a Let, question Let's for not you. bury that. Okay, you go ahead. Go ahead. Who are your four playoff teams? Best teams. Four best teams, and then tell me who the four you think make it. Well, I think George is in no matter what. Correct. I agree. I think Georgia will beat Alabama, and Alabama will be out. Okay. I think the Michigan-Ohio State winner is in, and I think that's Ohio State. But don't they have to beat Wisconsin? Yes, they do. But Ohio State's beating Wisconsin. Michigan, tougher spot, a revenge game. Yeah. And Wisconsin's run defense maybe will give them fits in Indianapolis. Um, I think Cincinnati is in, and I think Oklahoma State runs the table, and they're the fourth team. If Alabama beats Georgia, I think Oklahoma State gets left out. Let me go to that question because sure, that's one of my questions to you. If Oklahoma State wins Bedlam and then beats Baylor for a second time at Jerry World, does a one-loss Oklahoma State team get in ahead of an undefeated Cincinnati? I believe they do. I think that's the risk for me and my ticket is Oklahoma State. Be- I think if Oklahoma beats them in Bedlam, no, because they rank Oklahoma so low even when they were undefeated. I would agree with you completely. The other thing is when you look at uh, Cincinnati – they're going to have two wins over Power 5 teams. Great win over a Notre Dame team that looks like they're going to finish a Well, it's really flattered by the way Notre Dame is crushing everybody. That win in South Bend. Remember, they were up 17 to nothing in the second half in that game as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and uh, I, I get it. But I'm not going to give you a lot of credit for beating Georgia Tech by a million because Georgia's going to do the same this weekend. Yeah, but Notre Dame has been crushing everybody. They, they have, you know. I mean, I'm not taking anything Carolina away Carolina scored points on them at home, no, but I, they, they went to Virginia – Virginia moved the ball up and down the field against Pittsburgh. Virginia couldn't do anything against Notre Dame. Different quarterback there. Yeah. But but I, I get your point. Um, I think Oklahoma State's the largest threat to them. But the thing is that hurts uh, these teams is if the Alabama game is close against Georgia. You really believe that if it's a field goal game, Alabama gets in? There's such a bias towards Bama that I think they get in if they have a field goal loss, even though they lost A&M, a place that uh, Mississippi State won. Arkansas couldn't get to midfield all day at Georgia. They could not get to midfield. They just put up 32 on Nick. (laughs) 35, I thought. Whatever it was. Don't don't short them. They easily covered. All right, back to my first question. Amal, three months ago, you told us, quote, there is absolutely zero heat on Dan Mullen at Florida. You suggested he had a job for life. My question, did you send flowers to Gainesville this morning? No, I didn't because I'm too frugal to do that, and I didn't know where to actually send them, where they're going to be forwarded. But the other thing is, more importantly, uh, I never intimated that he's got a job for life. I just thought he was secure. I didn't think 12 months ago this team was ranked number six going into the weekend against Alabama. 
uh, uh, first weekend of December. I didn't think he'd be out of a job. Well, I think we were doing win totals, right, before the season, yeah. and it was eight and a half, mm -hmm. and that we did the segment over or out, right? right? And you said, if he doesn't go over, he's still not out. That was where the, the conversation began, because you said that the, there is no heat on him right now at Florida, and I suggested there should be, because they're no longer prominent in the national title picture. Yeah, but the reality of it is, they haven't been for a decade. I mean, Will Muschamp was terrible. They hired him. They kept him around a lot longer than Dan Mullen. He had more success than uh, Will Muschamp. Uh, look, the, he's lost the team. They're five and six. They got a game coming up against the the Knowles. I haven't seen the line yet. I like Florida State in this matchup, depending on what the number is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, the players will play for the game for a little while, but they don't want to win because they don't want to go through 15 additional practices. You know, I know the fans want to beat Florida State. It doesn't matter. Half these guys, whatever. Let's just get on with our lives. Um, I, I mean, look, I get the move by Florida, though. What does it do them to fire him now after the loss at Missouri instead of letting him finish the year? Because I think that everyone's trying to get in line and tell Jimmy Sexton, hey, we got an opening. Who are you bringing to us? And here's the problem. I think this is the worst year to fire a coach. The, who do you want to hire? Who's the guy out there you go, wow, this guy's going to change our program a la Nick Saban, Urban Meyer? I don't believe it's... Uh, I mean, you're not getting Kirby Smart away from Georgia. You're not getting Ryan Day from Ohio State. Do you want Dabo Sweeney only if he comes with Brent Venables? Why would Dabo Sweeney leave Clemson? He wouldn't. I'm just saying. I, I, all I'm saying is I'm just throwing things out there. You never know. There's talk about is Fickle going to leave Cincinnati? I don't know. I don't think he will because they're going to go to the what Big 12. What if he 12. goes undefeated and he doesn't get in the playoff? Would that spark him to, to leave Cincinnati? No, because remember, they're going to go to the Big 12. Yeah. So they'll have an opportunity after that. Would you want Luke Fickle if you're Florida? No, I would you not. You say no because he's an Ohio guy. He doesn't no, that's fit in why. Southern California. Does he fit in North Florida? Look, I think there's a big difference in coaching at the non-Power 5 and Power 5. How many coaches is it going to take for us to see that come from Power 5, excuse me, group of five jobs that go to a Power 5 conference and then become pedestrian? I would rather do what Georgia did, which is hire a coordinator from one of these programs like Alabama or somewhere like that and take a shot with them than necessarily go with the head coach. There's so many coaches. We saw it with Justin Fuente. Well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Texas did. They hired a coordinator from Alabama. Oh, I wouldn't have hired seven and seven Sark. He's a guy with a proven track record of as being a me, as a head coach yeah. of being mediocre. But a lot of these guys, Tom Herman came in from Houston, failed at, at Texas. By the way, he was not as bad as Sark was. They're, they're probably longing for Tom Herman right now. Where Mike was right, where Mike was wrong, in the wrong column, I thought this Wake Forest offense could move the ball against anybody. They struggled for every yard against Clemson. Is Clemson the best defense this side of Athens, Georgia? It's one of them. There's three defenses I would put in that conversation. Wisconsin, even though they struggled against Nebraska, but Nebraska, historically, last few years, has moved the ball very well against Wisconsin. Um, the other two would be A&M, mm -hmm. and then the other one is Clemson, obviously, in that conversation. Question four. Oh, Oklahoma State. Sorry. Yeah. They're very good. Impressive what they did at Lubbock. Yeah, very. What did the team have? Ten first downs Texas Tech had at home? You must be rounding up. Nine. <laughs> yeah, probably. Can you eliminate Kenneth Walker from the Heisman race after Saturday? Yeah, but, you know, it's unfortunate. It's not his fault that his defense played so poor. They were in a situation where they had to throw the ball. The running game was gone by the third possession. I mean, it, it was over. It was 21-0 before they even saw the ball for a oh. third time. And, and then the two guys that are his main competition had huge days. But I, this is not the Stroud that played against Oregon. This is a totally different guy, Amo. He, he's rolling right to the hash mark and putting the ball on a line to the left sideline. I mean, his arm strength was incredible in accuracy against Michigan. I'm not saying his receivers weren't open. But he threw the ball with purpose, with pace, with timing. He looked great to me. I, I agree with you completely. <laughs> you know, look, I, I've still felt like Bryce Young was probably the guy to beat, and he had a monster game. He throws for 559 yards, yeah. five touchdowns. I felt like they knew what uh, C.J. Stroud had done. They're like, hey, we got to get some yards with this guy. But give Young credit. He was unbelievable. But I thought nearly every throw C.J. Stroud had was on the money. And the one to Garrett Wilson, I think it was the second touchdown pass, he hit him right in stride. I mean, Wilson didn't break stride. He goes straight to the house on the long touchdown pass. And even the one, the deep one to Olave, I thought you could nitpick a little bit and said Olave had to lunch. It was a little, little long. Bit. It was a little bit long, but still. These it, receivers are very good too, though. They, they make them look good on those throws. Yeah, but I'll tell you right now, in terms of quarterbacks for the NFL, when you have a workout, C.J. Stroud is going to overwhelm everybody. His arm strength is unbelievable. Stroud wins the Heisman if the Georgia defense makes Young look bad. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you what, though. I don't think the Auburn game is quite the pusher everybody thinks that it's going to be. I want to see what Bo Nix's status is, obviously. Yeah, that's the key, that's to, that. key to the game. But Bigsby can run the football for that team. I'm going to ask you one more question. Let's add the, the, the Bernie 4 plus one. Who is the most improved team from week one till right now in college football? That's, I have an answer for it. It's only one answer for me. Oklahoma State Cowboys. I'm going to argue a different one. Go ahead. Florida State. Oh, I like that. They that's were a really awful good at the beginning of the year. 
god-awful. That defense for three quarters was great at Chestnut Hill. They were dominating that game. Well, I'm not going to say something right now because we got it coming up later on in, in, in about 20 minutes. Jeff Hathley made my list. Okay, let's let's just put it this way: it was that offense was absolutely inept in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were very fortunate. This reminded me of Florida, Alabama. If there was about five more minutes yeah. in this game, this thing is over. Florida State's losing the game, but you're right. Florida State has been very impressive. But I think Oklahoma State they started out sluggish. They were slow. This team's defense has gotten better and better and better. All right, let's uh, Wilder right. Let's just. Hit the big game right now. Ohio State at Michigan. I sat here in the sports book with Matt Metcalf on Friday night. I said, what's your number on the game? He said, my real number is five and a half. I can't open it that. I don't know where I'm going to land. After Saturday, he opened it seven. It's up to eight. Where does this number end? And was it touchdown the right number to open it? Uh, Ten. I think the number was correct. Seven, seven and a half is where I would have had it. The one concern I have in this game for Ohio State, C.J. Strouds from Southern California, Rancho Cucamonga, can he play in this cold climate? It's going to be about 25 degrees at kickoff in Ann Arbor. And you could sit there and make all the throws you want in Columbus in the indoor facility. And I know it was 39 degrees in kickoff in Columbus against Michigan State. But that 14 degrees is going to be a little bit different. And when you get hit, Aiden Hutchinson coming around, this is going to be a big money game for the offensive line against Ohio State and Aiden Hutchinson for Michigan. Somebody's going to have an opportunity to really uh, elevate themselves in that draft. Ohio State's putting up 50 every week. Is the total of 63 and a half high enough? Well... I don't know if the Buckeyes, you know, I thought that when I went to the game with Derek a couple years ago, it was similar weather conditions, mm-hmm. not maybe as cold, but it was cold. And Ohio State, I think, put up 56 or something like that. So the way this offense is going, and by the way, we didn't see Travion Henderson much this past weekend. Think about that. They didn't even bring the Lamborghini no. out of the garage. Can Ohio State beat Georgia? I think so. I think Alabama and, and uh, Ohio State are very much alive. And I'll tell you another thing. Don't count out Oklahoma State with that defense. Spencer Sanders, this team is dangerous. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to have Matt Berry from ESPN We'll break down the college football playoff race. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, and Amal's personal favorite mugs. Many different types of water he likes in our mugs. Great gear at the VSIN store. You get a $20 credit. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports holiday gift. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. And it's our pleasure to welcome to the program for the very first time, Matt Berry. You know him from ESPN, calling games on Thursday nights and in the studio on Saturday. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you? Guys, happy Thanksgiving week. It is a bittersweet week, final regular season weekend of the college football season, but always good to uh, talk what has been a chaotic year to this point. Matt, I can't ignore the elephant in the room. You graduated from the Cronkite School at Arizona State. How does Professor Boyvin get on the college football playoff committee ahead of you? That's a great question. My guess is because I work for the network that puts on the college football playoff. I'm one of those conflict of interest people, so they probably look at me and they said, you know what, if Barry was on the playoff, it'd be all Pac-12 schools. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we got to get Arizona State in there. They can drop another game as they become another road favorite in another bad spot up in Corvallis. But I digress from there. Matt, I want to ask you point blank, who would you put in the four best teams in the college football playoff as of today? Forget what happens this weekend from based on what you've seen. You and Joey G sit there in the studio. By the way, tell your guy Galloway, great call on Kent State this past weekend. Yeah, he'll, he'll make you some money. I think he finished the season 12-7-1. and one. Uh, So he had a nice little comeback. But right now, if I was ranking the teams based on what I've seen to this point, Georgia unquestioned number one team in the country, Ohio state, I would rank two. I think Ohio state is the most dangerous team in the country. I find Ohio state is that team that if they put it all together, like we saw two weeks in a row against Purdue and Michigan state, there's, I don't believe there's anybody that can beat them. And that includes Georgia. I'd say three right now is Alabama. Um, they have put together a remarkable season. They've lived dangerously. They lost to Texas A&M, but they have as much talent as anybody in the country. And when they click, uh, they're a very, very, very dangerous team. It's all going to come down to the SEC championship against Georgia. 
And right now, I'm saying this right now, I don't want to tick off any of the Cincinnati people, but I'd put Michigan ahead of Cincinnati. I'd put Michigan at four. I'd put Cincinnati at five. I'd put Notre Dame at six, and I'd move Oklahoma State up to seven. Man, I want to follow up with that. I have a ticket on Cincinnati at 14-1 to to make the playoffs. Right now, I can hedge off of it at about, uh, lay about two to one to hedge off of it. Are you concerned in two different ways that Cincinnati could be left out? One, if Alabama wins the SEC championship game, you're going to get Georgia and Alabama. Michigan and Ohio State are going to eliminate uh, eliminate one or the other team there in this game this weekend in the big game. Kenan, if Oklahoma State runs the table, they, they beat Oklahoma in Bedlam, and then they go to Jerry World and beat Baylor for a second time, will the committee put in a one-loss Big 12 champion Oklahoma State ahead of undefeated Cincinnati? I mean, they should. I think that they should. I Look, Cincinnati's a great story, and they have won every game in front of them, albeit that stretch of Navy Tulane Tulsa wasn't great. Uh, they look good against FMU this week, and they've got Holt Naylor's in East Carolina coming up. Then they have a ranked Houston team uh, coming up in the uh, American Championship. But you just said it. So Oklahoma's probably going to be right around, let's see where they are tomorrow night, 10th or 11th. All right? So let's say they beat a 10th or 11th ranked Oklahoma team in Bedlam. That's another top 10 win. Then they go to the conference championship game, the Big 12 championship game, which they're already in. Baylor at that point could be in the top 10. So then you've got two back-to-back top 10 wins on your resume. Cincinnati's strength of schedule is down in the 120s. That, that, that can't be disputed. They, they, they haven't played anybody. And I know they got the win at Notre Dame. I know that. They beat a down Indiana team. I know that. And they can't control their schedule. But when you put them up against a one-loss conference champion that ends the season with two top 10 wins, I don't think it's going to be a debate, and it's going to be a heavy debate, especially when Alabama, or if Alabama beats Georgia. So I would not want – if I'm Cincinnati, I would go to the SEC championship game and cheer on Georgia because that, that's the one thing you have to have happen. We're talking with Matt Berry from ESPN – host of the College Football Studio show on Saturdays, and you hear him calling games during the week for the network as well. Matt, want to ask you if you're, I don't know if you're a Heisman voter or not, but if you had to vote right now, who would it be, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud for you? Neither. I don't, this has developed into a quarterback award. It has, And it yeah. kind of, it, it drives me nuts because this is for the most outstanding player in college football. Not the most outstanding quarterback who's surrounded by weapons and an offense that's tailored to their skill set. And, and that's what it's become. And both of them are remarkable, but I don't know that anybody is sitting there saying, you know what? CJ Stroud's the most outstanding player in college football. I would rank him third on his team with Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Travion Henderson. He's a hell of a talent. And so where do you even rank CJ Stroud on his own team? Uh, Bryce Young on his side. I mean, Jamison Williams, the Ohio State transfer, has been a stud. Bryce has puts up the numbers, but again, his offense is catered with his skill set to put up the numbers. What about Jordan Davis from Georgia, who's going to be a, a, a top 10 pick in the NFL draft? What about Will Anderson Jr., the linebacker out of Alabama? These guys need to get consideration as the most outstanding players in college football. But Amal, you ask me right now of, of who deserves it between those two quarterbacks. I don't know. Throw up the stats, see what happens. And I guess whoever has the better statistics wins the award. But I think we've lost touch of what the Heisman Trophy really is, which is the most outstanding player in college football. Man, Jonathan Smith's done a tremendous job at Oregon State this year. I'm impressed with the way his teams stay calm, the way he manages a game. They have to go to Eugene for the Civil War this week. They're catching seven. Who do you like with the points? And is there a chance they can beat Oregon and actually win the Pac-12? So Oregon State, and I watched a lot of them this weekend because, one, they were on ESPN 1030 Eastern, but also because they played Arizona State. And they are a physical team. And Jonathan Smith will scheme you to death. And he's probably going to be one of those coaches. If he wasn't tucked into Corvallis, his name would be brought up for a lot of these jobs that are coming open on this chaotic job market. With what Oregon did a week ago, it's been put on tape that you can physically push around Oregon. Seven points is a lot. It's a rivalry game. They have the dogs to do it. Oregon State does. Can they beat Oregon? 
yeah. The Pac-12, I think, then shakes out where they would need something to happen in the Apple Cup for the tiebreaker for the right to play for the Pac-12 championship. But to answer your question, yeah, Oregon State can beat Oregon. You guys both just mentioned the potential of the job opening, Jonathan Smith being an intriguing guy. Matt, if you were to take a pay cut and go to USC, Florida, or LSU, which job would you consider the one to take based on recruiting and all the facilities and just in general you think is the best landing spot for any coach that's got an option potentially for either of these three or excuse me, any of these three jobs? So between my, my choices are USC, LSU, and Florida? Correct. Okay. So here's how I would break that down. USC quality of life is best. Their 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 quality of life is the best one there, and a winnable conference. The USC job is known as the best job in the Pac-12, and it is. The recruiting base is fertile in the Los Angeles area. You can take a job, the big name brand in the Pac-12, and win that pretty quickly. That's where USC holds up. There is a lot of behind-the-scenes BS that goes on there, but that tends to be the case with everywhere now. I would rank that one. I would rank LSU two. Based on just football, if we're just basing this just on football, LSU is the best job. But you get into a situation in the SEC West. Jimbo's got that thing on the up. Nick Saban, eventually, he just turned 70. He's going to have to retire at some point. If you can get LSU going, the last three coaches have won a national championship. If you can get that going right as Nick Saban's retiring, who knows where that could go. And then Florida's the third of the best jobs. If I'm a candidate, I worry heavily about how the last three coaches have gone out in Will Muschamp and Jim McElwain and Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen took his team to three consecutive New Year's Six Bowls and has the third highest winning percentage behind Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer and gets shown the door before year four. So that one concerns me. But if I'm looking at quality of life, USC, if I'm looking at football, I'm looking at LSU. And then if two of those jobs go to someone else, then, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go to Florida. Matt, we got about uh, 45 seconds. You're in Raleigh, Carolina against NC State on Friday. Dave Dorn's done a great job with this team. Is this Mac Brown's last ACC game? No. No, Mac Brown's coming back. I had, I had a, a UNC game a couple of weeks ago against Pitt. They're recruiting at a high level. Uh, he don't, he didn't know where these retirement rumors have come from. I think Mac's going to be in this thing to see it through, to get it to a good point where he could eventually walk away from North Carolina, leaving the program better than he got it. But I, I think Mac's there for a few more years, Matt. Thanks for the time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Likewise guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Great question. You asked about, uh, in terms of the college football playoff and how you see these teams. I, I think it's very interesting. And his point is well-made. Yeah. We beat you. Cincinnati's going to be the biggest Georgia fans in the world in the exactly SEC right. championship game. When we come back, I'm all in and Wilder Wright. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bed River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to whole other levels. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to perfect your combination of parlays. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for a college football matchup just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1 800 Gambler, Indiana 1 800 9 with it, Colorado 1 800 522 4700, Michigan 1 800 2707 117, Virginia 1 888 532 3500, and Iowa call 1 800 Bets Playable in New Jersey as play Sugar House Void where prohibited. Welcome back into Odds on Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Good weekend for you, Amal. I lose my hedge bet on uh, Oregon. They never really had a shot there. Cincinnati's playoff chances increase dramatically, though, with Oregon being out of the mix and the Pac-12 being out of the mix. Uh, I like the spot I sit in now. I think Georgia's better than Alabama. And Oklahoma State doesn't have to win these last two games as well. You have some college basketball plays for us. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. Let's start out in a game that's going to be pretty interesting here tonight, taking place between LSU and... Uh, the Bayou Tigers here at home taking on Belmont. I like this one over 156. And then I've got SMU uh, taking on LMU. This line has gone up to four, Mike. I took this on the overnight. I couldn't believe when I saw this opener at two. I was like, this is ridiculous. I thought it should have been five or five and a half. And I saw it got bet up to four. So Where's SM- this game being played? It's in Florida. It's a tournament. holiday tournament. Yeah. SMU lost in overtime yesterday in Missouri. They blew a 10-12 point lead in the final four or five minutes of that game. Maybe a little bit more than that, but... Blew a lead in that game, um, losing in overtime. But I think they get right here against LMU, who got blown out by Florida State earlier in the day. And then the Delaware Blue Hens taking on Appalachian State here. I like this Delaware team. They're laying three in this spot. I think the line's come down to two now. So if you like Delaware, a pretty good number there, better than the three. And then Providence against Northwestern. I, I can't believe PC is a dog here. I thought PC should have been the favorite. Line's come down to about one and a half at this point in time. But I still like Providence. Um, I actually took the play on the money line as well. Uh, but I split it. I don't do the, uh, I hate everybody goes, sprinkle. Give me a break. It's a, I'm going to tell you right now, I saw something on television. I'm not going to call out who it was. I saw somebody on TV go, I'm going to take, it was the game between um, Buffalo and Northern Illinois. They go, I'm going to take uh, Buffalo plus two, and I'm going to take some on the money line. So your bet, the premise of your whole bet is they're going to lose the game by one, or they're going to lose by two, and you're going to push? I'm like, give me a break. Why don't you just tell people you don't bet? You can't be that stupid as a better. <laughs> Where's the Providence uh, Northwestern game being played? This is also a uh, tournament game uh, in terms of the match. I forgot where it is. I think it's in. It's either in the Bahamas. I think this one's in the Bahamas. I'm just double checking on that. All right, let's get back to college football. Wild or right? We you mentioned uh, Nick's status for Auburn. Obviously, gets hurt in the game against South Carolina. Um, Iron Bowl. Alabama goes to Jordan Air. Alabama 19 and a half total of 55. Wild or right? Wild. Uh, this line should be under 17. Now, the, remember, the big thing is the Bo Nix status. Yep. Whether he's going to play or not is going to be critical to uh, Alabama's chances in this one. Um, but the one thing that I like it, when you look at this team is that their offense is just flourishing. They're going to score some points. By the way, Mike, I like this over 56. I think Alabama's going to score into the low, uh, probably the low 40s. And I don't think the Crimson Tide are going to shut out Al- uh, Auburn. Civil War in Eugene. Oregon got pantsed at Rice-Eccles, totally exposed on Saturday night. Oregon State, impressive performance against Herm Edwards' team. Seven here. Seven, the Ducks lane to the Beavers with a total of 61. Is seven wild or right? Uh, no, I think this is a little bit wild. I think you have to take into consideration how is Oregon going to rebound after that emotional game that they lost against Utah because now they know they can't make the college football playoff. The Civil War, this is a game that Oregon State won last year. I like this Oregon State team. I like the way they're playing. 
I think the seven is a bit too high. I think the Ducks probably win this game, but I think this is one of those three to four point wins. Uh, this could even push overtime. This is going to be a fun competitive game. And the difference is the fact that uh, Anthony Brown is the problem for Oregon. I've been saying it all year long. They have great talent. They recruit extremely well. But you mean to tell me you can't get a quarterback after Justin Herbert? And by the way, Justin Herbert was underdeveloped at Oregon. Of course he was. Arroy- Arroyo was the guy that's best held down Justin Herbert throughout his football career. He's also held down the UNLV offense as well. They've played better. I mean, they played they played better. They had a very unfortunate turnover. They were in that game. I liked them getting the points against uh, against San Diego State. They had to pick six there early in that game, or that's a totally different game. They covered the number. To quote Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Bedlam. Bedlam. <laughs> Can't wait. Bedlam's Can't wait. In st- Bedlam's in Stillwater. I thought Oklahoma was fortunate to beat to beat Iowa State. That play right before the half where the, it wasn't even a sack but a strip of Purdy, and then they run it back in. Oklahoma got the money. They covered the three and a half or four. Now they go on the road to Stillwater. This Oklahoma State defense, you referenced it early in the show, they are for real. Oklahoma struggled to score points. When they don't run the ball, that passing game is not effective. Oklahoma State, lane three and a half in Bedlam with a total of 51 and a half. Is three and a half wild or right? I think this is spot on. This is absolutely right. Um, to me, I, I thought it, it would open at three, but three and a half is right there as well. No weather. It's going to be about 57 degrees at kickoff in Stillwater. This is a game sometimes it could be uh, you get some cold, some wind up there, but this should be a lot of fun. And I tell you right now, Mike. The I way, like the total under 51 and a half. I do too. I, I thought this game is going to be well played defensively. Um, I thought Alex Grinch's defense was going to blow it one more time. You, yeah. don't, you don't want to cover an All-American tight end on fourth down. Now, that's <laughs> something you don't want to do. That's so, but well, no, come on. I mean, why would you want to get the team off the field and win the game? Alex Grinch. Um, by the way, I think Oklahoma State's defense, and you brought this up earlier, is playing as well as anybody not named Georgia. They are unbelievable. And even the way they played against Texas Tech, you'd have to say, hey, they can be in the conversation to yeah. a certain extent. I think they'll be able to slow down this team. And can we stop that nonsensical talk? I try to tell you, stop with this Caleb Williams stuff. He had one good game against Texas, who's had a this losing streak by the Shorthorns. How's that working out for him? The 7-7 seven and seven start. Get him another drink, buddy. He'd love to have seven wins at Texas. Okay. Love to have another drink at this point. Talked about this game, Florida State, Florida. I, um, Florida, no Dan Mullen. They dismiss him after the loss in overtime to Missouri. I, I give credit to Missouri going for two in the win there. I thought it was terrific. I mean, the, you know, two, two, five, and five teams. Did you agree with the decision? I did not. You thought they should extend the overtime. Yeah, I thought you're you're playing well. Yeah. You got to go to overtime. In the second mm-hmm. overtime, you're forced to go for two. Yeah. I just didn't feel like the, the the gamble was necessary. Give them credit. They win the game on the play, but I just wouldn't have made that play there. I think Mike Norvell's done a tremendous job with this Florida State team, especially especially on the defensive side of the ball, the improvement since week one. Gators still favored here at home. Lane two with a total of 59 is two Florida, wild or right. What's our margin? Half a point? Yeah, in this, in this spot, it's half a point. Wild. I think it should be a pick em. Mm. I like Florida State here. I think they're going to come out hungry. I thought they got a good win up at Chestnut Hill. They held on late in that game uh, due to some Jeff Halfley bad coaching. I think we'll get into that in a second here. Uh, but, you know, I think Florida right now, Mike, that Missouri team defensively made A&M look like Alabama. If you can't move the ball on that team with Emory Jones. You're in trouble here. I think Jordan Travis is a young up-and-comer. Hey, I'm not a big fan of uh, Heisman Trophy betting, but next year you want a future shot on a guy if you want a long shot. You know, a lot of people take long shots on players. Take a look at Jordan Travis at Florida State next year. You talked about it during the commercial break before we came back, and you mentioned this, and you're right. Mike Norvell is doing a tremendous job. We see the recruiting he's also doing at Florida State. The program is getting turned around, and what a great time for FSU. Yes, you're down, but so is Florida, and so is Miami. An opportunity, and even South Florida, who once in a while get a recruit or two, they're in trouble. This is a great opportunity if somebody can come in, and Mike Norvell is doing it right now at Florida State. Let's get into Jeff Halfley in that game. So for people that missed it on Saturday, Boston College trailing in the game against Florida State. They have a third down and excuse me, a fourth down and two with about four minutes to go. They've got uh, three timeouts or two timeouts remaining, and he chooses to send out the punt team. And then they decide, hold on a minute, let's call timeout and send our offense back out. I couldn't even believe when I saw the punt team going out. I thought maybe my TV's wrong. Maybe the score is flipped. What is going on here? That was an absolute no-brainer of a decision. And then that timeout ended up costing them an opportunity to win the game. Florida State on fourth down from about their own 20-yard line just throws the ball out of bounds with three seconds remaining. So BC didn't have an opportunity to run an offensive play. They would have forced uh, Florida State to punt, could have gotten the ball back, kicked a game-winning field goal. Uh, The Egg Bowl. Can't wait. Another great game. Is this the best these two teams, when you look at the two teams combined, have been? 
and that I remember in this game? I, I think so. I think when you look at it, Matt Corral and company offensively, on the flip side, Will Rogers and them, and then nobody's talking about the job that the Mississippi State defense has done. I, I think this should be a terrific game. Mississippi State at home. It's in Stark Vegas. They're lane one with 61. Should Mississippi State be favored in this spot? This This is wild. Mm. I Wait, hold on a second. You think Ole Miss should be favored? I do. I, I don't. I think Mississippi State should be a three-point home favorite here. I don't here. think so. Those cowbells are so annoying. I, I have not been to Stark Vegas. I can tell you this in Oxford, though. I could hear them all the way across the state. They're just so annoying. I'm going to tell you right now, this defense with this balance on offense, I'm gonna they're going to win the game. I'm going to tell you what's wild about this. Go ahead. The total. 61? Get out of here. Too low. This game will be played in the 70s. This game will be played in the 70s. I know Mississippi State defense this, that, and the other. Corral and them will move the ball. I, I, I know they struggle a little bit against Texas A&M. Mississippi State defense is not Texas A&M, okay? They're good. They're not elite. I'll just tell you this. This is a better game Thursday night than the Bills and the Saints. Iowa at Nebraska. Iowa, top 20. Remember, they're playing a day before Wisconsin-Minnesota. So they got to win to put the pressure on Wisconsin. Wisconsin should lose, and they win. They go to the Big Ten championship game. Nebraska opens three and a half. Frost just announced Adrian Martinez not playing Friday against the Hawkeyes. So then it's wild. I think uh, this should be a pick game here. I still think Iowa's got to get a lot of credit. Nebraska plays well enough just to lose by seven every week. Yeah, they do. Two for 22 on fourth quarter drives in the last five minutes to tie or go ahead. Stay tuned. Up next on VSIN, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.